So the Israeli government seems to be using a, a certain spyware by a group called the NSO group, and they help track citizens kidnapped and murdered by Hamas. That's with somebody with direct knowledge to NSOs working with the Israeli government to Axios. According to this source, several Israeli agencies are using a malware called Pegasus. It's a zero-click malware that can be snuck into a target's device without them knowing in an effort to help them track people kidnapped or who went missing during the Hamas terrorist attack last month. What's interesting is NSO's technology is banned in the United States, even though there is a lobbying campaign to bring it here so the United States government can use it. Sam Sabin is a cybersecurity expert with Axios and joins us. Sam, good to have you. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here. I, I, I have to imagine that the Israeli government is looking at this type of technology as a as a real tool in trying to find these hostages. Um, but it, it does come with a, a bit of a checkered past. Um, what can you tell us about the NSO group and then the type of malware they're using? Totally. I, I think checkered past puts it maybe lightly. Uh, so the NSO group is probably one of the better known spyware vendors uh, in the world right now, just due to a variety of different investigations that have been done in into how governments use their products, right? A lot of their clients are governments, uh, and the spyware has been seen to be uh, installed unbeknownst to the to the targets onto the phones of journalists, uh, political dissidents, human rights activists in a wide array of countries around the world. And uh, the tricky part about this spyware is that because it is zero click, right? The, the targets have no idea that it's on their phones gathering their text messages, the uh, information shared during voice calls or, um, you know, browser history. And so it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a catch-22, right? So it's helpful for, for incidents like this that involve terrorist attacks, uh, but it's also uh, a tool that can be easily abused in the, in the wrong hands. You know, here in Detroit, there was an effort underway by the city council to install different types of facial recognition technology around the city in an effort to to curb crime. Well, that's great. Um, But there were folks that were concerned because you're you're essentially using it. um, Other people are going to be uh, uh, involved in this that have nothing to do with crime. But but are you collecting data uh, and, and what kind of storage system do you have? That that's was a concern here in Detroit. But what's interesting here is that leads me to think, okay, well, for every potentially positive uh, use for this type of software, is the Israeli government using it in other ways? Are they uh, safeguard? Are they are they survey failing uh, different types of Palestinians or Palestinian groups, or are they only using it to try to infiltrate Hamas? I think there is a bit of a gray area there that we don't really have answers to. Absolutely, right? And and the source that I spoke with who knows a lot about what's going on at NSO also appeared a bit unclear as to how NSO spyware specifically is being used and whether there are those safeguards in place that would help ensure that this technology isn't even incidentally used to to target 
um, an innocent Palestinian person, right? Uh, it's so tricky and even figuring out or getting the right evidence or the right safeguards in place when you have something like spyware or facial recognition technology as, as you all are, um, have been weighing in Detroit. Um, it, it, it's so difficult to just even, you know, narrowly target a certain group. How do you define who's targeted? How do you determine what meets the criteria for searches for spyware and things like that? It, it's a real ethical gray area. Is this the type of technology that's that's allowed in Israel in the first place? Because it's not here. Is is it something that they have used before, or or um, does it fall under their regulations to use it? It does. Yeah, a lot of these companies um, end up getting licenses from the Israeli government to that that allow them to sell to other governments, right? So even their um, agencies are regulating where this is used around the world. Uh, they definitely use it themselves and allow for it. And a lot of the people who um, are at these spyware companies, such as NSO, typically are people who are who used to be a part of the Israeli military in some way, shape, or form, right? So they have a lot of expertise. They have a lot of close relationships with their government. Um, and in the U.S., it, it technically is allowed. However, there are certain restrictions on the types of companies, right? If it's a company like NSO, where there are reports that their spyware has been used to enact human rights abuses, then that's not allowed to be used um, in certain offices throughout the country. But it, it really is a murky thing, all because of the the, the pros and the cons, right, of, of using this technology. What you wrote in your piece in Axios, which I thought was pretty interesting, is it, there is a now a lobbying campaign underway in the United States to get this tech removed from a new banned list. Um, it is it is blocked on the U.S. trade blacklist as well. But but what is the efforts in the United States to get this okayed? And then what what type of applications would we see potentially here in the United States? Yeah, so NSO in particular is is on this wide-reaching lobbying campaign. Uh, as recently as last week, uh, one of their lawyers sent an, uh, a letter to Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, asking for a meeting uh, to to reaffirm the importance of NSO's technology in light of the war uh, between Israel and Hamas. Uh, we've seen NSO meeting with a fair number of Republican, mostly congressional aides, uh, both on the Senate and the, the House side, uh, you're seeing new new lobbyists coming in who are former uh, government officials themselves. Uh, so it's really, you know, they're pulling out all the stops to hopefully get themselves removed from one of two lists. Uh, one that would that is currently banning federal agencies and law enforcement from using the technology, right? So the FBI technically right now cannot use uh, NSO technology to um surveil Americans or uh, even maybe in terrorist investigations or or other use cases right and that's kind of what they're working on and there's a export list that also makes it difficult for other companies in the United States to, to use their technology um, on various levels it gets kind of murky and in the weeds but uh, their hope right is is to hopefully allow law enforcement to use them whether it's local state, federal to, to use their products to fight crime and, and terrorist activity. But of course, that causes a lot of privacy and 
surveillance concerns, understandably. Sam Saban with Axios. Good stuff. Uh, really interesting. Uh, certainly, I think the families of some of those hostages are going to be pretty happy that the Israeli government is using whatever means necessary to try to track these these folks down. Sam, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Chris. I'm, I'm curious to know where you're at on this. Do you feel, even though that this can be you know, considered pretty intrusive, you know, to our standards here in the United States. You think it's appropriate for the Israeli government to be using this type of technology to try to track down these these hostages being held by Hamas? 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. More of your calls, text next on JR. 